When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I don't know why the number 666 has such a bad reputation to you. It's biblical. Like yeah, it's, it's the, like the mark of the devil or something like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I don't really get that. I mean, I get it, but I, I feel like it's a little bit superstitious. So, like, I don't think that the number, like, if I, I wouldn't hesitate to move into a house with the address 666. Really? I wouldn't. Why? I don't know. It's just always, I've always been told, do not mess with the number 666. For that reason, this episode of The Upside with Callie and Jeff is 667. Okay, here's the thing. I know. I know exactly what you're going to say. What am I going to say? The 14th floor is really the 13th floor. So what difference does it make? Well, that's not what I was going to say. What I was going to say is you think out of all the things you've done in your life, and if you're going to be met with the devil, it's going to be because you use the number 666. Like, my argument is that uh, that's not going to be the thing that gets you a meeting with the devil. Right. If, If you are... If you're headed south instead of north when your time comes, it's not going to be because of the of the way you numbered your podcast, right? No, it'll be because you cut somebody off in traffic or flick somebody off. <laughs> or drove or too slow in the left lane. Drove too slow in the left lane. Like, that'll get you straight down there. I mean, <laughs> you know. Ex- express lane with more than a dozen items. Yeah, like that. I don't think that's, um, you know inviting some sort of like devil worship into our podcast, but you know, you got to do you. So if it bothers you, then well, here's the problem that I have with it is it's not that it super bothers me because like I said, other than just knowing of its reputation, I don't know the specifics of it, but, but I feel the same way about high rises that don't have a 13th floor because 13 is unlucky. If you're on the 14th floor, technically you're on the 13th floor. Right. Like if you really bought into the fact that 13 was unlucky, wouldn't you build the 13th floor and then just leave it empty? I don't think it's the same. Here's why. Um, Because I was reading something the other day and I wish I could remember where I saw it. Maybe it was on social media or something. But people who believe in numerology yeah. and like the order of numbers, yeah. there is something spiritual about three numbers in a row, no matter what the numbers are. Good or bad, or it doesn't matter. It depends. Um, I don't know. I didn't read that much into it and I should have, cause I was like, Oh, that's really interesting. And then I moved on to something else. But I think that, so if you, it would be the same thing as like three sevens happening or three twos, like it, it, oh, I remember what it was. It said that if you see a number multiple times, repeated multiple times, uh-huh. that number is trying to tell you something. So what? it's like a, it's like a, like a sign from like your mom who passed or whatever. Like it's, you're supposed to, it's something trying to get your attention. I think, but I think overall 
like a 777 is considered lucky. Like different numbers have different reputations. No, I think you're just thinking that because of Vegas. Yeah. There's a reason that 777 is the big payout of the slot machine. Hmm. And there's a reason that 666. So even though technically, mathematically, this would be our 666th episode, I'm just steering away from that. And I've numbered it 667. I might even, after the fact, if if we if we can think of something to do, I might record a five-minute episode and number it 666 and have it be. This is the episode of nothing. This is an episode, but have it be something that's like all positive, good vibey energy, something like that. You are taking this a little far, but that is okay. I am not superstitious. I'm just a little stitious. The upside means living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience, and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. This episode is brought to you by Dinner Affair. If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. My name is Jeff Dollar, and today I am grateful for the restaurant employees who have to clean up after a young child has sat at a table in their section. And I would just like to say we took Ellie to a restaurant outdoor. We sat on a patio with her this weekend, and she actually didn't make that much of a mess, but we made sure to clean it up before we left. But there is still more to clean up than a grown person for the server. Then he has to get under the table right, and all and that. Right, and we tipped so, well. Yeah, yeah. So, so shout out to all of those restaurant employees who, who have to tackle that task. Hopefully you get a little bonus gratuity when you do that. My name is Callie Deller, and I am grateful for cooler weather. I would like to start the show giving Callie some kudos, some congratulations, a gold star, a bonus allowance, whatever you want to call it. I would like to reward you or acknowledge the, well, it's not really a reward because I'm not giving you anything, but I would like to acknowledge something that I think you did great, but I'm afraid in the process, I'm going to insult you. Okay. So don't be insulted. Can you promise not to be insulted? No, I'm not going to promise, but go ahead. I, when we went out to dinner on Saturday, I was so impressed at how prepared and well-equipped Callie was for all of the circumstances around dining with a baby. Okay. And the reason I'm worried about insulting you is because I'm that's that kind of implies that I didn't think you would handle it well. I knew you would handle it well, but I think it was even above and beyond. I was like, wow, like it was impressive. Two things to say about that. One, I am surprised that it surprises you because I am an assistant. Right. That is my job. Right. I am supposed to prepare and then over-prepare for everything, which is what I do at my job. So the fact that it surprised you, I mean, you see how I pack for, you know, people when I go on trips and how I, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I do. So I'm, that surprised me. And the second thing is I'm her mom. Like I know what she needs. But I was just like, the thing that really blew me away is two things. At one point I said, oh, we should take, cause she is at the age where she likes to just grab the placemat 
and just yank it so whatever's on it just goes everywhere, in whatever direction. And I said, "Oh, we should move the place, play, remove the placemat so she doesn't, so her food doesn't hit the floor." And Callie goes, "I brought one of her plastic ones," and so she took the the one that the restaurant provided off of where Ellie was sitting and put like this little plastic one that kind of sticks a little bit to the table. I'm like, huh, that's good. Then a few minutes later, Ellie choked on a piece of chip, like was coughing. And I said, before I could even say it, I thought, oh man, we should have brought one of her sippy cups so she could sip on some water. We wouldn't have to like break out a whole bottle. And Callie digs out, before I even said the sentence out loud, Callie has a sippy cup. She's handing it to me. She goes, put some of your water in that. Like, what? I never would have thought of that. Mm -hmm. Like, how did you, is it, am I wrong for being impressed by this? I'm, it's a little weird that you're impressed because that's what she needs for mealtime. She needs a placemat so she doesn't get food all over the table. And she needs a sippy cup for water. But she, her, but the water thing, I don't know. I just didn't. I wasn't just, I was not expecting her, I wasn't expecting you to have it like right after she choked on the chip and needed to clear her throat. Like I was just, you're like, oh, here, I can fix that. Boom, boom. I was just impressed. Thank you just, for the compliment. It was just impressive. And I hope it doesn't come across as insulting. Thank you for the compliment. You're welcome. Are you insulted? Um, No, I'm not insulted. Okay, I am still surprised at the fact that you're surprised, but okay. you know. Yeah. yeah, I'm not like offended. I'm just like, that's weird. <laughs> I mentioned something to a friend the other day. Jeff and I have these, what is it? The 23andMe yeah. DNA kits or whatever. Yep. And we've had them sitting here for years, right? It's been years. It's been so long that we were going to take them. Um, we we're going to do the DNA test a few months ago. And I looked at the box and it, it it expired by six months or something. Oh, did you toss it then? No, I called the, well, I mean, I threw it out, but I called the company first and said, hey, I got these, these DNA tests, totally forgot I had them, didn't use them, they're expired. And the company was like, no problem, we'll send you new ones. Oh, that's nice. Just know that the code on the old one won't work anymore. Got it. So they So they deleted that one from their system. We have brand new ones. We've had them for about mm, probably close to a year now and still haven't taken the test. And I don't think it's that complicated, but I was talking, it came up somehow with a friend the other day and I mentioned that you and I were going to do that. I was like, yeah, I'm really excited. And I think I want to do the 23andMe one, but I also want to do the Ancestry one because I think it's cool to see how your family tree, I think when you take it, my understanding is your family tree kind of like automatically kind of fills out a little bit more right? and you can connect to all these things. And the person I was talking to was like, I can't believe that you're going to do that. Like was so weirded out. And I was like, why would I not? And they're like, well, you watch all, you listen to all the crime stuff. You watch all the Dateline stuff. Like, why would you want your DNA anywhere? And I was like, well, why wouldn't I want it there? Like, it's so cool. Like maybe not only can I find a family tree that I didn't know that I had, but maybe I'll help solve something else. I don't know. I don't know what it would be. I could understand I can understand there someone being hesitant about it completely and not because of the crime stuff, because I'm not planning on committing any crimes that are going to require my DNA to solve 
I don't think you are. Um, so, so I'm fine with that, but what, what you have to consider, and I think we talked about this once before, maybe the first time, maybe when the test came in, mm-hmm. you know, forever ago, um, you have to consider that by putting your DNA in the system, you're also including like Ellie now and other children that we may have and their children. And then, uh, you know, it, it's just, you're putting, once it's out there, it's not something you can take back. You know what I'm saying? Like it's out there, it's registered, it exists. But like my world. parents have done several, so their DNA is out there. So so technically really mine is too. The thing that, and, and the other thing that is a, is a little alarming, but by the time this becomes an issue, I don't think self-reporting DNA is going to be a thing. I think DNA cataloging might just end up being a thing when you're born and they take one of your fingernails, they clip one of your fingernails and put it on a file somewhere. Yeah. Uh, But I, um, you have to wonder if as science progresses, they would be able to use your DNA to charge you for healthcare or categorize you or even worse, categorize Ellie. What do you mean categorize? Like say that, um, they run your DNA and they're like, oh, this type of DNA shows that you're very high risk for these two types of cancers. And they are very expensive to treat. So we are going to have to charge you more. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I think by the time that becomes a thing, everybody's DNA will just be red. It's the same way fingerprints are. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it'll, it, it won't be a. Are your fingerprints in a database somewhere? I think so, because I found a little card. I think my dad mailed it to me in one of the, like the baby books or something that uh, had my fingerprint. It was a school thing. I remember because I remember how cool I thought it was where I put my fingerprints in like a book for the sheriff. For school? For the sheriff's department. Like they came. Why did they have to? I think it was in case you got kidnapped or something. Really? Yep. I had to do mine to be a camp counselor. Maybe that was it. I don't know. I was much younger. It wasn't for anything job related. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Or maybe, you know what? It also might just been a thing like, hey, do you want to see what your fingerprints look like? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, but yeah. So now I'm like, well. Oh, yeah. My fingerprints are on file. I've been arrested. <laughs> You've never told this story. I'm sure I have. Oh, I don't think so. I don't think anyone knows that you've been arrested. When a hundred years ago, when, not since any of us have known Jeff. Yeah. When I was um, living in Tucson, Arizona, there was a forest fire or a, yeah, I guess it's a forest fire, like a fire, you know, in the mountains, a brush fire, a brush fire. Um, and I had never seen one before. So I drove to the parking lot of this state park to look at the fire and a park and the park closed at dark. And a park ranger pulls up and he's like, hey, you can't be in here. Park closes at dark. And I'm like, oh, I'm just looking at the you know, fire. I've never seen a fire before. And I'm, the fire is far away, but mm-hmm. you could see the ridge, you know, yeah. and the light and stuff. And he's like, all right, I need to look at your license. Next thing I know, I am getting frisked, handcuffed. I'm in the front seat of his pickup truck 
being driven completely to the other side of the county because there was a warrant out for my arrest for passing bad checks. What? So I get to, you've heard this story before, right? Yeah, but I just can't, I just didn't know that the park ranger thing, like you were like, yeah, I got arrested because it was like, there was like a bad check thing. And I knew that, but you've never told me that you were like a park ranger. Arrested oh yeah. You. It wasn't, it wasn't I didn't even, even know like, they were like, could arrest people. Me neither. It wasn't even like, it wasn't even like a cool arrest. It was a, it's the equivalent of like getting arrested by a bike cop. It's worse. It's like getting arrested by mall security. Right. <laughs> so this guy drives me all across. I get like put booked in mugshot, fingerprint, <gasps> all that stuff, full on arrested. And I'm like, I, I go, I'm not, I said, I don't know what you're talking about, but I've never passed or a committed check fraud. And they're like, you passed bad checks in Boston. And I used to live in Boston. I'm like, what in the world? Well, here's what it turns out. What does passing a bad check even mean? Writing a check that you know is going to bounce. But what if you don't know it's going to bounce? That was the thing. When I left Boston, I bought, like, wrote a check at a grocery store for $68 and change. Like, I don't remember how much, 68.42 or whatever. And, uh, but I was moving out of town. So I closed my bank account. Oh my gosh. They thought you were on the run from the law. For $68. Oh my gosh. That's funny. So I go to Arizona. Two, two so or, do you have a charge for that? They dropped it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like I just, I had to call. <laughs> I was about to say, I, I mean, I remember in college, I was still writing checks a lot and I cannot tell you how many times I, I don't think it bounced, but how many overdrafts. Cause I oh, just wasn't yeah. really good at, at seeing, like I always had like less than a hundred dollars in my bank account. And I was like, I'm pretty sure that I haven't written another check and I didn't keep track of it. So, but I cannot tell you how many overdraft fees yeah. that I had in college. So well, this like one that would be the same thing. Well, I think the difference is they couldn't even overdraft this one because I just closed the account and that was just <laughs> stupid. Like I should have done, like, I should have been like, oh, I've written, you know, whatever, but I had to call. It was stop and shop in Boston. I had to call them, get the amount. They charged me like an extra 70 bucks or something Oof. ridiculous. Had to pay that full amount. Then fast forward like a year and a half later or two years, I got pulled over for a speeding ticket mm -hmm. or maybe a stop sign or something and got arrested a second time for the same charge because they never took it out of the computer. So you were a wanted man. By the time... I got to the, whatever it's called, booking yeah. thing or whatever. They had radioed ahead and they hit, they were waiting on a fax from- to So you don't have a record? I don't think so. I mean, I'm, I have my fingerprint. I have a mugshot somewhere. Oh my fingerprints. Gosh. I want to see that. Yeah, but I don't have- uh, Were you freaking out? I would have been freaking out. I- a cop told me, I've told this story on the show, but a cop told me one time that I, there was a warrant out for my arrest and the cop that I now think was like, it wasn't a cop and it was a shady something. Cause it was super late at night on a back road. And, uh, I was freaking out. He said, there's a warrant out for my arrest. He made me give him his, my keys. And I was like, Balling. And thankfully I had a cell phone and called my dad and I woke him up and I was like, dad, oh my gosh, they say I'm under arrest and whatever. Um, and he's like, oh yeah, uh, wrong name. Sorry. <laughs> but I was freaking out. So that's what I would be like having a meltdown. I think I was oddly calm because it was such a bizarre 
Like, because it wasn't like you bounced a check. It was, you're wanted for check fraud. And, I'm and like, you're like, I was so certain it wasn't me. How old were you? 23. Yeah, you don't know anything when you're 23. I bought a standing desk, or I guess, is it, what's it called? Is it called a standing desk? It's a motorized desk that goes up and down. So you can sit down and work at it, but you can also stand up and work at now, it. Now, why did you make this choice? Because Jeff has been, you know, trying to decide if he wants to do this, but it's an ergonomic choice, right? I just, because of, of the amount of time that I spend like editing audio and doing stuff like that, I just, it just seemed healthier. Mm -hmm. Like to be, because I don't like You feel like you're down. hurting your back or something? Hurting my back and probably my circulation and any advantage I could get to be a little bit healthier, I'm going to take it. And I started looking at them and for whatever reason, a bunch of them went on sale like a month ago. And okay. it's one of those things that I've been thinking about for a while. Like every three or four months, I'll go check the, the a few websites where I've seen desks that I like. And and uh, a few of them went on sale. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to pull the trigger. It's only a few hundred bucks. If I hate it, I can send it back. Mm -hmm. But let me get it. So I got it. Love it. Set the whole thing up. I was, it's, it's so. Have you actually like stood up? Yeah, I, ha I have. Okay. But the, the I haven't used it as much as I wanted to because the day I set it up, Saturday, uh, I got the whole thing, got like everything all set up. The computer was on it. I made it go up, made it go down, did some stuff. So good. So excited. So then I hook up all the studio equipment that run all the cables, like run along the wall in this little cable tunnel. Mm -hmm. So I hooked up all the studio equipment, the speakers, um, all that stuff. Loving it. So cool. I raise it up. And as it's going up, I start to hear these weird noises. I'm like, what is that? But I don't think to stop the desk because that's what a smart person would do. And I'm not one of them. Instead, I look under the desk to try to find the noise and I can't find it. Then out of the corner of my eye, I see all the cables for the studio being ripped out of the cable thing because they were all being stretched because the desk was going up. Yeah. So I got you standing desk rookie. You I've done that. I did that with my first standing desk too. Like I had, um, it was at work. Like we have the retractable things, not retractable, automatic, you know I mean? automatic things yeah. too. And they were like in the middle of installing it, but they had to leave and go get another part or something like that. And I was like, oh yeah, I can stand now. And I like ripped out the work they had just done. And I was like, oh, they were not done yet. And Whoops. that's probably why they don't want me messing with it. Sorry, you have to start over. <laughs> that's what I spent Saturday doing. Not standing at my desk, but underneath it, reinstalling all of the cables that I just ripped out of the wall. Jeff and I are looking into our October Lucians for this year. And one thing that we're talking about is getting completely out of debt by the end of the year. So we need a plan, right? Have you ever looked at your credit card statement and been shocked by the interest rate? Here's the thing. You can actually roll all of your credit card debt into one monthly payment at a lower fixed interest rate. And if you're like us, you have a bunch of different credit cards. All of them have different interest rates and they can all vary. So Lightstream can help you with this. Lower your interest rate and save with a credit card consolidation loan from Lightstream. Rates start at 5.93% APR with auto pay and excellent credit. 
Plus, the rate is fixed, so it will never go up over the life of the loan. You can even get your money as soon as the day you apply. Lightstream believes that people with good credit deserve a better loan experience, and that's exactly what they deliver. Just for our listeners, apply now to get a special interest rate discount and save even more. The only way to get this discount is to go to lightstream.com slash upside. That's L-I-G-H-T-S-T-R-E-A-M dot com slash upside. Subject to credit approval, rates range from 5.93% APR to 19.99% APR and include a 0.50% auto pay discount. Lowest rate requires excellent credit. Terms and conditions apply and offers are subject to change without notice. Visit lightstream.com slash upside for more information. If you're feeling a little out of it, maybe some brain fog, maybe some fatigue, maybe even a bit of a headache, don't discount dehydration as the possible reason. A lot of people move through life dehydrated and don't even realize it. You can speed up the rehydration process. You can do it faster and more efficiently with liquid IV. Not only is liquid IV got the potassium, the sodium, and the glucose in an optimal ratio to increase the absorption of water and nutrients into the bloodstream, it also tastes great and it's packed with more vitamin C than an orange and as much potassium as a banana. It is effective. You will feel the results quickly. Trust me, I am a huge liquid IV fan. If you want to grab your liquid IV in bulk, you can do that nationwide at Costco. If you want to get it delivered right to your door at 25% off, you can do that. Also go to liquidiv.com and use the code upside at checkout. Once again, that's 25% off anything you order when you get better hydration today using promo code upside at liquidiv.com. Who has enough time for uncomfortable shoes? Well, not me. And I'm assuming not you either. And as Rothy's owner, I never have to be uncomfortable. The thing that makes Rothy's stand out so much is they have a seamless design. So you can literally order them, get them in the mail, and comfortably wear them all day from the second you take them out of the box. And I can tell you that confidently as a paying customer of Rothy's. I own five pair of Rothy's and I have never hesitated to take them straight out of the box, put them on my feet and go. I remember the last pair that I got um, was the sneaker style and I got it in the cat print. And I took them out of the box to go on a two mile walk with my daughter because I knew that my feet were not gonna be torn up and that I would be in good hands with Rothy's. Rothy's are as cute as they are comfortable. They offer flats, loafers, and my personal favorite, the sneaker style, in a ton of colors and patterns, and also super spacious washable bags. That's something that they added in the past couple of years, and oh my gosh, their bags are gorgeous, and they're also washable. Rothy's recently launched men's shoes too, and they're intentionally designed with an artisanal level of detail and created with zero waste. They're durable, washable, and better for the planet. Step up your wardrobe with washable, sustainable, stylish shoes and bags from Rothy's. Head to rothys.com slash upside to find your new favorites today. That's rothys, R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash upside. Today's quote of the day. You're only given one little spark of madness. You mustn't lose it. Today's three random things brought to you by Brown and Company Jewelers. My first random thing is... The average person will spend six months of their life waiting for red lights to turn green. Six How? 
months. How much of that time is spent behind another car where the driver is clearly texting? And the light turn mm-hmm. and the light turns green and you're just sitting there and you're like, mm. although you've totally been the other person. hundred <laughs> percent. My second random thing is three inches of ice can support one person on foot. Four inches can support a group of people single file. 36 inches can support up to 110 tons of weight. Um, I know you struggle believing this because you didn't grow up in, in a place where it gets really, really cold, but there are lakes near where I grew up where you can actually drive a car out on the lake when it's frozen. Yeah. But here's the thing is like, how do you know how thick it is? Like, how do you know the difference between being able to stand in a single file line of people and being able to drive a truck on it? I, that would be a question like, is there someone that goes out in winter states that get really crazy winters and ice and stuff like that? That's like, oh, the measure the ice today is whatever. My guess, and you could ask my dad for confirmation on this. My guess is because he used to um, go ice fishing on lakes. So you would take your. You drill a hole in the ice. Yeah. But you would have to you'd walk out there or. Some people would drive onto the lake, you know, um, and obviously it needs to be thick enough for you to sit there and fish on it and mm-hmm. whatever. Um, but I'm guessing that people who know about stuff like that can tell just by like looking at it or like knocking on it with a stick or something. That's crazy to me. Yeah, you, know, you just go out there and you're like, donk, donk, donk. Oh, yeah, this is definitely good. Go get the Ford F-150. Drive it out. We're good. <laughs> and my third random thing is dolphins do not get REM sleep, REM sleep. They only rest half their brains at a, ta- at a time. Otherwise, they would drown. It's called unihemispheric or asymmetrical sleep and seals and manatees do it too. I think I do it. That's why I never feel wholly well rested because I only let half my brain sleep at the other at a time. The other half of my brain is being anxious about something. Are you being serious? So I'm like sleeping. The other half of my brain is like, what if we don't have enough eggs for breakfast? Is that really, do you really feel like you don't get good sleep? Um, I feel like, when I don't feel like I consistently get bad sleep, but I do feel like when I get really good sleep, it's noteworthy. Does that make sense? Hmm. I thought things had changed for you since you got your CPAP. I, I'm definitely sleeping better, but I think it's still – and this I think this is the case for you too because you've said it before. I think it's still noteworthy when – I get a really good night's sleep. Mm-hmm. Like I wake up and I'm like, wow, that was great. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So. And those are my three random things. This is going to be, this is a weird question, but and if this is a thing that feels illegal, so I wouldn't do it. Like it feels like I'm violating a rule, so I wouldn't do this. But I wonder. Please if, talk about what you did that was illegal on our show. But. <laughs> Not illegal, like going to jail, like like passing bad checks. Right. Illegal, like just like not allowed. Okay. I was coming home from the grocery store on Saturday afternoon and uh, had my Amazon. I was at Whole Foods and, you know, you can scan your Amazon app and use coupons or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I had Amazon open and while I was checking out, 
I saw that our Amazon delivery was five stops away and it was actually on a road between Whole Foods and our house. I passed our Amazon delivery coming home and I thought I should just pull over and get the package. No. Why? Because it messes up their flow. You of all people should appreciate not messing with the system. But don't you think it would, they would appreciate no, not having- No, I think it would totally mess with their system. Because they have that stuff down to a science, right? I don't know. Do they? I don't know. It's one of the most efficient companies in the world. Like, yeah. I would assume so. And it would be like someone, come, like a neighbor coming over to chat while you're in the middle of editing something on your list of four things you have to do. Yeah. You can't I, do that to someone else. That's it's like why bad I, scheduling karma. That's why I didn't do it because it feels like some sort of violation. But the other part of me is like, well, should I have done it? Because, I mean, he was right there or she. Um, I'm right here. And I could save, save them a few minutes. No. Hmm. No. But can you do it? Like, even if I, even though I didn't do I it. I don't know. Not, right? Like, are you allowed to do it? Because almost every shipping company allows you to track I would say no, because how, yeah, I mean, unless, I don't know, they check your ID or something. Yeah, what? sure. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Thank you for listening to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. Today's episode was brought to you by Dinner Affair, the official meal kit for families. Visit dinneraffair.com slash upside for your exclusive discount. Most people learn about The Upside from their friends. Please tell everyone you know about this podcast so the amazing Upside community can continue to grow. The Beekeeper from across the street, the mysterious beekeeper beekeeper that we thought was setting our grass on fire. Um, we got his phone number, we talked to him, and we have an episode about him on our show, a bonus episode. Yeah, That's he, gonna come out, when, this week sometime? It took, yeah, this week. He is, and we'll include it in uh, a little clip of him too in the in the regular episode in case you don't have time to catch up on the full bonus. But his story is amazing, incredible. Like you may cry listening to the story of the bees that he keeps. Yeah, it's so if you have not listened to this on the show or didn't catch it or whatever, we have a neighbor that we thought <laughs> Jeff thought was setting our grass on fire. As it turns out, he was making a little smoky situation to smoke out some bees and he beekeeps at the apartments right across from us. So in his apartment, he's beekeeping. Not, like, not in the apartment, that every apartment. At his, yeah, like Every on the apartment patio. has, on the ground floor, has these little patios. And so he had a, a box So we're of like, bees. what? Like, does the apartment complex know? Why would you do that? Because we're like right in the middle of a city. And as it turns out, one of our listeners knows him. Yep. And when we asked, um, well, I won't go into it, but we got his phone number. We called him, we're like, hey, we want to know what your situation is, because we're curious. We want to know, totally we just want to know what you be about. Wow, that was 
Nice. So would you be available? <laughs> to be on our show. To be on our show. And he said, I believe, believe I am available what next ta- week. Would you like me to give you a buzz? So we did. Yeah. And he's going to be on the show. We recorded an episode with him and it is totally not even close to what we thought he was doing. The story is way better. Believe that. (laughs) Hey, Callie and Jeff. Um, Thank you so much for talking about 9-11 today. I'm going to cry. Um, it's a story about the couple that got together it was just so beautiful. It was like, wow, and actually, you know, I'm sure other positive things came from it, but just to hear that, um, I lived in the city, New York at the time and worked there. Um, I was 26 and the night before I had flown to Boston and came back that night, um, you know, the next morning I worked in Times Square. It was you know, clearly devastating. And for a very long time, I measured life as pre 9-11 and after 9-11. Thank you for those stories. And, um, just wonderful. Thank you. Have a good day. Bye. Callie's mom gave us a great recipe for boneless pork chops cooked in the air fryer. I didn't think they'd be good, but they were Excellent. Of course, we were using humanely raised pork, pork chops from ButcherBox. They make it so easy to get quality, high quality meat delivered right to our door. We are signed up. We get delivered. We get a box delivered every single month and we do the custom box option. They also have four curated box options, so they will do the thinking for you and they ship your order frozen at peak freshness and packed in a 100% recyclable box right to you for free. And you can enjoy great tasting, high quality meat delivered right to your door. You can change your order, delay it, slow it down anytime you need to, but it's so convenient. You won't want to. And here's a bonus. You're going to get two pounds of free ground beef in every order for the life of your membership. If you are a new member signing up this month, never shop for ground beef again. This deal's a no brainer. This is your chance to have to never shop for ground beef again and get quality meat delivered right to your door. Sign up at butcherbox.com upside. Two pounds of ground beef in every order for the life of your membership at butcherbox.com upside. Claim this meal today and we thank ButcherBox for being a sponsor of The Upside with Callie and Jeff. Hey, I just wanted to relay a customer service experience that I had in regards to the weaponized hamster shirts. I had sent a DM to Callie and to Jeff about my shirt being torn, and he quickly responded to me to reach out to, I think it was Tom at Port Merchandiser. Chip, I think was his name, actually. Anyways, long story short, I did reach out to Chip. He gave an immediate response on a Saturday night. He told me he would get one out on Monday, and he absolutely did. I actually had the shirt by Tuesday, and just very thankful. I appreciate the replacement, and um, just wanted to convey that it was top-notch customer service. Thanks. Take care. Hi, this is Jerry. And I'm grateful for my under-desk treadmill. 
So I am an OG Upside listener who has been behind by anywhere from three to 30 episodes, pretty much from the start. But today I am officially caught up and I'm listening, or I did listen on the actual day of release. So in celebration, I thought I would call to finally give voice to all of my unmade phone calls from the last two years. Um, So the first one is actually weirdly coincidental because today's flashback episode is the genesis for my first thing, which is that I loved the show clothes that said, Pink Valley and Cat Poop. Um, the show clothes that really touched me was last year's Chadwick Boseman talking about purpose. And regarding the great upside top sheet debate, I am on side top sheet. Let's see. Um, uh, oh, I urge everyone to donate blood if they're able to. I almost passed out about every third or fourth donation because of, you know, the, the needles and the blood and stuff, but it's an incredibly valuable gift that only comes from us. So I urge you to, if you can, and um, jewelry made with other people's teeth, that's disgusting. Um, but I, I have kept my daughter's baby teeth because her tiny teeth are kind of adorable to me and she hasn't lost them all yet. So I'm, I'm still keeping them for now. I am curious about how you're going to feel about Ellie's teeth in a few years. Uh, your Name That Crunch segment with Lily and Sadie is a hard pass. However, your dad jokes and your beautiful human segments can be an everyday, all-the-live-long-day uh, all kind of segment because I love those. Um, and then my last random thing is that I regret not ordering the original weaponized hamster T-shirt. So that's it. I love you guys. Stay up, Sadie. Bye. Hey, Callie and Jess. Um, I'm calling about the brain fog earlier in the week. Um, Tuesday started off, like, weird for me. Like, things just kept going wrong. Um, I also was very tired, as I've heard a few listeners say as well. And then overnight Tuesday, we had those insane storms, and my house included got flooded. But a ton of people's houses got flooded, roadways collapsed, like, what was going on Tuesday, Wednesday? I'm very glad it's almost Friday. Um, finally got some sleep last night, feeling better. But it's just something feels off. I have that, like, nervous pit in my stomach. Um, something is amiss. And there was just an earthquake in Mexico, and the light, the sky was blue. Like, unusually blue, not a normal blue at night. Um, blue flashes of light. I'm going to stop talking now. Have a great day, guys. Bye. I was feeling like some of y'all out there, you got dreams, but you're feeling like you just don't believe in yourself. Well, honey, if you don't believe in you, it's going to be so hard for other folks to believe in you. So you know what I want you to do today? I want you to start telling yourself that you can do anything you put your mind to. You got some books to write. You got some songs to sing. You got some inventions to invent. You going out there and have yourself a good day. I believe in you.